is Millennially Speaking, a podcast about politics, pop culture, and everything in between. I'm David Latimer, and joining me as always is Sherelle Boyer. Hello. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. So what we're going to talk about first is the government shutdown, which actually ended this past Friday. Right. And we were just looking at the cost of everything, and uh, I think they were saying uh, it was like $11 billion uh, lost to the economy in the course of that month. Right. And then it was also of that eleven billion dollars, three billion of that is gone forever. Forever. So <laughs> my question to you would be would it make sense for the Democrats to actually have just gotten the wall, like just go with it and put the the implications of it aside to just do the wall no. appease Trump no, I will not let your conservative side bring down the government or bring I'm, down Democrats. This is and blame just playing devil's advocate. Democrats. That is purely no, what this is. I will not allow you to blame this on the Democrats. This wall, it's it won't help. I honestly, and I to be honest, I do think it would be something that would go over budget. There's things like like I just no, no. I mean, I do agree. I've heard um, very conservative estimates would be a wall would be around. $5 billion, but that's like, remember, it's an infrastructure project, which we all know America's infrastructure is currently crumbling, right. so it needs to be maintained. It needs to be, you know, monitored and fixed when things go wrong, um, so it's obviously not just done at $5.8 billion. Exactly, and I don't think Trump put that in there, and I think that's what Democrats are trying to say, like, this is just not, it's not a good idea. And I know that you can't, Obviously, like we we all saw that Oval Office meeting with Schumer and Pelosi and Trump. We all know what happened there that he he downright just flat out said, I will own the shutdown, which we all know that he did. And, right. and we all agree with that. Right. I mean, he uh, was a little iffy, though. Like He, he was, was. He tried to not own it later. He like was, he tried to Democrats like Democrats faults and blah, blah, blah. And I, mean, I didn't shut down the government. You could say it's partially their fault only because. Um, they, they didn't give the baby what he wanted. Well, no, but they stuck to their guns and they said there will be no negotiation until you reopen the government, which I get that because they were currently dealing with the issue of um, federal workers not getting pay. Right. So I get that. But the the whole point of the shutdown was to let's actually get this thing done because Trump knows that the wall, pretty much the wall is not going to happen if... I mean, he's had two years. Right. The wall is not going to happen unless there is some kind of, you know, backing the Democrats into a corner. But what's frustrating is he had both chambers of commerce of, of Congress for the first two years. Why? There's like an underlying like there's something that we don't know. Like there has to be because this anger and his frustration and all his energy going towards just the wall when there's thousand other issues going on in this country, that's what's frustrating. That's what Democrats are more frustrated about. The time and the money that you put in this wall to deal with an issue that's not even that big of a deal should go towards healthcare, education, our seniors, our veterans are out here dying basically on the street. Like and Trump, he promises to people, I promise I will help our veterans. That's what really got his vote and everything. They were like, all right, like he's going to help us, the military. And now it's like, no, you need to donate to the wall. And I get that. Um, I know he doesn't want to. He's trying to save face because that was 
one of his main campaign promises was he's going to build the wall. Right. Um, but I think a lot of Trump supporters, or at least what commentators say Trump supporters think, is they don't always take him literally. Um, like, the things that he says, they don't always believe that, oh, he means... If he says he's going to build a 50-foot wall, he's going to build a 50-foot wall. Like, no, right. they know that, like, sometimes he's going to build a 50-foot wall means I'm going to do something about border security. But a lot of them are really, like, sticking it to him on this. Like, they really think he should build this actual physical barrier at the southern border, which I don't know because I'm not a Border Patrol agent, so I can't say what exactly would work and what wouldn't. In my mind, some sort of barrier in some places I think would be effective, but there's got to be some other more modern things to help supplement that. Like he was talking about drone technologies right. and, and sensors. That's more That's more where our money should go towards right. tech, like technology wise. Because when I think of this wall, te- like correct me if I'm wrong, I think of like the Great Wall of China. Think about the Berlin Wall. Like I think of Well, all I think a lot of people are unfairly, uh, they're unfairly, uh, comparing it to the Berlin Wall because, oh, it's a a wall dividing two countries. Well, to be fair, the Berlin Wall was dividing countries that were united and then no longer united. So so that was a little bit different, and I I do get that. Um, But a lot of what they're saying is also that it's not drugs pouring over from um, somewhere around the border, but that it's coming through ports of entry because that's the easiest way to get it across is if you hide it somewhere in your vehicle or somewhere on your person, you're able to then just cross at a, um, a, a port of entry and there's no question, there's no problem because they can't find it. So they need to invest in technology to help with that as well. Right. But also it's not as big as a deal as it was 10 years ago. Like the rates have gone down of these things. Right. So it's like, why are we investing so much time, money, and energy into something that's not a giant issue. It's not It's not that the problem doesn't exist, but the problem has changed. A lot of people are saying that it's not, um, you know, in the early 2000s and previously it was um, young Mexican men wanting to cross the border illegally to better their families' lives to get a job. Now it's a lot of families and asylum seekers. Right. So, and again, that's not something that... Uh, we could foresee or that we knew was going to happen. But now that we know that it's a reality, we need to change the policies based around our current situation, not based on something that was 20 years ago. So moving on, we are going to play a little game. Game time. This is our first ever millennially speaking game. Uh, We are going to play a little round of would you rather. Oh my God. (laughs) Um, so this will be a fun little debate of hypotheticals that we can sort of just forgets and shiggles, <laughs> if you will, just right, to, to quiz each other on. Let's All go. right. So I will ask you the first one. So would you rather have a constant white saliva coating on your tongue or have constantly oh sweaty palms? Ew. <laughs> Ew to both, honestly. I'll take the palms. Really? Sweaty palms. Because then, like, when I meet you or anything like that, like, I can just wipe it on my hand or wipe it on my pants and then, like, oh, it's so gross. It's so, but, I hate yeah, but isn't the, the handshake, like, an important first impression? It is. That's why I'd wipe it and I'd shake your hand and, like, everything would happen within a second. It would be the quickest handshake ever. So, white stuff on your tongue? That's true. That's kind of nasty. That's kind of. All right. <laughs> All right. Hit me with something. All right. Are you ready? 
have a panic attack while 75 feet up in a tree you have just climbed or while swimming 100 yards out in the ocean. You're having a panic attack. Oh, I'd much rather do it in a tree. Yeah, an ocean. Yeah, like no question. I don't want to be out in the middle of the ocean. Oh my gosh. Yeah, there's no escape. At least if you're in the middle of a tree, you could try to climb down. That, but like someone can help you. Right. If I'm in the ocean, like I have to wait for a boat or I'm just going to swim. And if I'm having a panic attack, like... drown. And at least when the panic attack is over, if I'm in a tree... I'm just going to be there, and then I can climb down. But if I'm in the middle of the ocean while I'm having a panic attack, I can only swim for so long. Oh, that's you know? bad. All right. So would you rather fall on and severely bruise your tailbone every other month or have a stiff neck every day? The tailbone. A stiff neck is the worst. I don't like neck pain. I don't like back pain. Yeah, I kind of have to agree because I, I, when I get a stiff neck or when I like sleep on my neck funny – it ruins my whole day. Like, I can't turn my head. I can't tilt my head it back. It does. Like, you can't be active. You're right. Yeah. That's just a no. Oh, everything's with the ocean with you. Quiet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Be in the middle of the ocean in a raft during a typhoon or tied to a post in the middle of a cornfield when a twister touches down. Uh... I might have to know the statistics on survival. <laughs> no, no, no. From no a statistics. typhoon or a tornado. Um, I feel like I'd rather be in the tornado only because a typhoon, like, drowning is a lot. Like, there's no room for error when it comes to drowning. But if you're in a tornado, you may get picked up and thrown really far or really high. Or you may just, it might pass near you. Like, right. if it's both, you're going to die. Like, <laughs> I, don't no think I, I don't think I'd want either one. But in terms of where I might likely survive, I think tornado. Yeah, it's, it's literally like land or water with you. Uh, would you rather lose your ability to speak for one year or your ability to walk for one year? Now, David, you know all I do is talk, so <laughs> it's going to be a year without these legs. <laughs> okay, so so you'd rather with a wheelchair or, or... Yeah, it's, look, everything is handicap accessible right now. That's true. So, and it's just a year, so yeah. I'll figure it, without talking, like, I wouldn't be able to talk. No. Well, and, and you did have knee surgery before. Right. Correct, so, so you got around with limited mobility anyway. Yes. That was, okay. Yeah. So you were able to make that work. So yes. just make it 10 times worse. Look, either way, you're going to hear this mouth. That's true. <laughs> I don't think you could give that up. Sorry. Would you rather be forced to laugh in the most inappropriate situations or have to say everything that is on your mind? I feel like to a degree you kind of already do both of these things, but in a less extreme way. It's so true. But... Which would you rather, like, do to the extreme? To the extreme? I just don't want to be at someone's funeral laughing. I would honestly say laugh and, was it like laugh at the wrong time mm-hmm. or something? I'd rather do that. Because even though I already say what's on my mind sometimes, a lot of, like, believe it or not, I do hold back a lot. Mm-hmm. And if I did say that, I'd already be like, I'd probably be dead. You're right, because if you said everything that was on your mind, you met some strangers, you don't know uh, what would happen. I would die. They would kill me. That's why I just, I just tell it all to you. Hit me with one more. Okay. This one. All right, I'm interested in this one. Have a child so smart and successful 
that he never needs nor desires your companionship or have a child who is always in trouble and needs you to bail him out. Oh my gosh, the first one. Any day. You don't want a companionship with your child? I will take not having companionship with my child if it means my child is not terrible. Okay, but let me add this on top, though. Like, just let me add my own. But your child that you have to bail out, you and him have a bond. Right. Literally. I don't want a bond. You're funny. Just kidding. Um, But I don't want my kid to be a delinquent, and I also don't want them to be a pain. Like, I'd rather them, because I'm kind of self-sufficient. You are. You. So, like, I kind of feel like if I had somebody else that was my kid that was self-sufficient, I'd be, like, awesome. Like, my gosh. Not that it's... I think I might... If this was me, I'd probably want Little Jailbird. Really? Wow. Well, no, because Jailbird can't put mom on a boat, so... Yeah, and if you're having to bail them out, that means you're having to pay their bail. That's true. But I want to, like... Look, I don't want kids when I get older, but if I were to have a child, I would expect us to be close, like how my mom and I are. So basically, you're asking, would you rather have... Uh, a kid where they ask if you can go to McDonald's and you say you got McDonald's money or have a kid say, can you bail me out? And you say you got bail money. That's pretty much oh the two God. different. Uh, it pretty much is. Yeah. Quick wow. question. Do you have McDonald's money? Like, uh, I always got money from McDonald's. That's what I tell. Uh, now that I'm older, I do. And like, not you know, sponsored when... by McDonald's though. <laughs> At all. At all, in any way. (laughs) Last major news story of the week. Starting this Friday, actually the day that we are posting this, which is uh, Friday, February 1st, the Boy Scouts of America are officially welcoming girls to join the Older Scout program. Uh, And they're officially changing the name of that Older Scout program from Boy Scouts to Scouts BSA. Now, uh, people that know me know that I am heavily involved in scouting. I volunteer uh, and have volunteered since 2014, basically like the day I was eligible. Uh, And then before that, I was involved as a youth from like the age of five. Um, But this is a major change. It's a major shift. Um, The Cub Scouts, the younger... uh, version they've already been allowing girls since last year um but the program is slightly different in terms of the older kids and how the structure works right um but as somebody that's not involved with it what's what's your take on it um no really no girl scouts and boy scouts together that's what we're saying right well that's that's what the program would be girls and and boys in the same they're not separated at all no actually that and that's what a lot of people are getting wrong including people in the program so The way it works is with Cub Scouts currently, um, there are what's called a pack, which is the big group of kids. Mm -hmm. uh, And then you separate it into dens, which is groups of kids based on their grade level. Okay. Uh, In Cub Scouting, they are single gender dens. So if you're working on like in in a a group together, it's only going to be boys or girls. But in the pack as a whole... You can have girl dens and boy dens. But with Scouts BSA, the older program, um, they have troops and it is single gender troops only. So people are saying that, oh, well, um, I'm not going to let girls join my troop. Well, that's not how that works. It's 
uh, you have to establish new girl-only troops, and then there are boy-only troops. Okay. So they're in the same program, they're doing the same thing, but they're separate. That kind of changes things. But at the same time, why? Because I kind of feel like the reason why is like this is kind of happening is because Boy Scouts, it's a it's a bigger thing than Girl Scouts. I hear more like when we were in high school, more people were graduating being like an Eagle Scout than there were. I just looked up the highest rank for Girl Scouts is ambassadors. Is that they true? do. I think they have the gold award is their their big thing. Right. But I've honestly never heard. Not that I've never, but I don't hear that as like a thing that that girls are like. Oh, I, I know somebody that has the Gold Award. Yeah, I honestly I don't a, know anyone with the Gold Award. I was a Girl Scout growing up. My grandma was a leader, and then my mom was a leader. And it just it didn't grab me. Not, you know me, camping. <laughs> that is the final straw. I will not camp. And that's and it's sad because I did learn a lot of great skills in Girl Scouts, and I feel like if I did continue on to it, I would probably be a lot better of a person maybe. But um, I don't think that it should be together. It takes away from it being boy scouts boy scouts is boys it's helping boys grow up to be men so i feel like in this program we're separate but equal (laughs) like it's like you have girls are just learning what they would learn if they just stayed girl scouts so i'm coming from the perspective of somebody who's in the program right and i will be 100 percent honest a few years ago somebody actually threw that out to me as a hypothetical like well what if um girls could join boy scouts or why can't they join boy scouts and i was vehemently opposed to girls joining boy scouts like 100 percent not in favor of it at all did your opinion change it did only because when they announced that they were going to be doing this they clarified how it would work and because they're doing the separate troops right and the way that my program currently works and the way that i do things would not change I'm okay with it because all they're doing is girls can now do the same things that the boys do on their own terms. But were then were they not doing that in Girl Scouts? Well, that's the thing because Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts are not the same organization. Oh, so that's why. they're okay. doing different things over there than what we're doing and I mean no no shade on the Girl Scouts <laughs> but I feel like their organization has become a lot more focused on the cookie sales which it has. which at its core is not a bad idea. The The goal is to um, turn girls into uh, entrepreneurs and businesswomen and teach them skills like that and communication skills, which is great in theory. But when, I mean, you, I'm sure you've seen it. Mm-hmm. You get the moms or the dads come to work and they say, my kid's selling Girl Scout cookies and everyone just gets them and they sign up for it and they, they sell the cookies. Pretty much. Because the goal it. is to sell as many cookies as you can. Right. And that's not that's kind of girls. where it from when I was in Girl Scouts. This was years ago. That was kind of where it like ended. Like that was it. Like you sold your Girl Scout cookies. You did your camping trip, and then after your camping trip, it was kind of like okay, like we're going to color. We're going to do this. I remember we did like one experiment, but I feel like at the same time, like how you guys learn life skills, we need to learn that too. But also as women, we also need to learn trades we need to learn things that i feel like girl scouts are kind of stuck in like the 50s you think now they're trying to be a little bit more liberal well no so for the first time uh and that that was the difference between this membership change and previous ones right because in the last 10 years or so um there have been some major shifts in terms of policy 
with membership. Um, and it was because of pressure from some sort of incident got in the news. Right. And then the Boy Scouts had to respond. So um, the policy changes. First, it was the uh, allowing gay youth. Then it was allowing um, trans youth. And then it was gay leaders. And each time that happened, it was because there was something in the news that it was re-examining the policy and having to say, like, well, this policy can't stand anymore. There's no way I can justify it in this day and age with the the social climate and being able to say, like, I can't let gay youth be in because... And, and that's that was the issue, is that with this time around, this policy change was not a result of some kind of controversy. The only question I have is currently about um, how summer camp will work, whether there will be girl weeks and boy weeks, or whether they're all going to be together. But then again, like, for things like that, though, like, why should it be separate? Well, for me personally, that was my only concern, and just based on my opinion, I would prefer there to be boy weeks and girl weeks, only because I know boys will act differently around girls, in true. general and just the experience of it should never be about trying to that. please the other gender right i understand because i a boy and i went to scout camp before and if there was ever a female working on staff all the boys were trying to talk to her and impress her and then that it not to knock the female staff members but it's just that when there is a female around they will change their attitude but this is even better though more competition men will work harder You'll get that testosterone running and that fire will be sparked up way quicker than you thought because little Sharon is right down the hall watching in a cabin. I'm not trying to get kids motors running though. So (laughs) that was not the intention of this. So then I stand. My point was right. Sure. There should be Girl Scouts and there should be Boy Scouts and that is it. And that's all for this edition of Millennially Speaking. I'm David Latimer, and as always, thanks to Sherelle Boyer for joining me. Anytime. We'll be back next week.